Hello. Hello. I'm Paige. And I'm Paul. And this is the People Are Strange podcast. We just talk about people who are weird, wonderful, a bit mental, really. Interesting people on planet Earth. So you've got a, uh, a bit of a story for us, Paige. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to give you the name right. and see if it jumps out at you straight away. Mm-hmm. So this person's name, this young girl's name is Twinkle Devady. Never heard of it in my chuff. Okay. I I couldn't remember her name, but I remember watching this on TV when I was a kid. Because this is 10 years ago. This is 2010. Right. So, as I go through the story, see if you remember it. Right, go on. So, a schoolgirl who spontaneously bleeds from her paws has left doctors baffled. Right. Twinkle Devady, 14, has an undiagnosed disorder, which means she loses blood through her skin without being cut or scratched. The teenager from Lucknow, which is a place in India, I'm guessing, has um, undergone blood transfusions after bleeding from her eyes, nose, hairline, neck and soles of her feet 50 times each day. Do you remember this story now that I'm talking about it? Is it the girl who cried blood? Was yeah. that the headline? <laughs> that was, the, yeah, name. I that was so. the name of the Channel 4 documentary. Yeah, it was the girl who cried blood. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, our cat has just jumped onto our lap, so if you can hear like a low purring on the mic it's not me or Paul yeah no, not trying to be <laughs> ASMR or anything <laughs> so she said I bleed from my eyes my hands my head from everywhere from my ears nose and my eyes as well it doesn't hurt when the bleeding starts but it makes me tired and sometimes I have headaches Dr George Buchanan a leading American pediatric blood specialist who has worked in Britain travelled to India to look into Twinkle's case now I remember um I remember this and I've got a very sneaky feeling that the documentary was filmed from a sceptical kind of perspective. Oh, right. I remember it not being fair on on the mum and the daughter. What, as if they were trying to make it up to become famous or something? Yeah, so I think that this article is written from that perspective as well. So I'm right. trying to be impartial so that you can make your own mind up about it, but it is difficult because, yeah. So... He visited her family at the Jaslock Hospital in Mumbai where he observed her bleeding. He said, I've never seen a case of someone who bleeds spontaneously from their scalp or their palms or read about it in medical history. I was interested to see if I could help Twinkle. The doctor was called to the family's hotel room to witness bleeding which began from her hair parting. He was shocked to find no signs of cuts, bruisings or redness. He said, it doesn't seem physically possible for blood to seep through intact skin but I saw no signs of cuts or bruising anywhere on her body. Twinkle's mother, who runs a beauty salon as well as for caring for her four daughters, we have tried praying and seek... Sorry. (laughs) Twinkle's mother, who runs a beauty salon as well as caring for her four daughters, said, we have tried praying and seeking medical help to cure Twinkle. Sometimes you need to do both. It hurts me to see her like this and I share her pain. Dr Buchanan and his team carried out a series of tests including cutting Twinkle's skin... Um, to time how quickly her bleeding stops. Right. Tests show she may have had a a mild form of a clotting disorder, which means that her platelets do not stick together properly, but it's not enough to explain the spontaneous bleeding. Dr Buchanan is also investigating whether Twinkle or her mum causes the bleeding themselves. Twinkle said, I'm not causing this. Why would I want to make myself bleed? I don't want to be like this. I want to go to school and have a normal life. Well, that's sort of quite significant. It went on to the point I was going to make is, can you imagine being in school with this girl? 
and you're all doing like PE and you're all sweating and she's like sweating blood. And she's bleeding, yeah. That would be absolutely horrific. Like you just turn around in the showers and she stood there yeah. like the grudge. And especially in somewhere like India where it's quite a religious country and... Yeah, you'd have thought that, yeah, you were getting smited or something. Yeah, so this is part of the documentary. So it says specialists are now planning to monitor Twinkle 24 hours um, with a close-up surveillance system so that they can record exactly how the bleeding begins. And then a documentary called The Girl Who Cries Blood aired on Channel 4 back in 2010. Do you remember? Did you ever watch it? I think I've got sort of like memories of seeing clips of it where they sort of flew her to London and yeah, they did, did that. tests yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember this so clearly. It's really weird. Um, okay, so moving kind of onto a little bit of a medical diagnosis now. Hemolacria, which is a physical condition that causes a person to produce tears that are partially composed of blood. It can manifest as tears that are anything from merely red-tinged to appearing to be entirely made of blood. Hemolacria is a symptom of a number of diseases, and it may also be indicative of a tumour. It's most often provoked by local factors such as bacterial conjunctivitis, environmental damage, or an injury. I was going to say, like, internal bleeding and blood passing out of, like, urine or stool... Um, isn't uncommon. So if she's got some sort of of internal bleeding, I I wouldn't imagine that to be too rare, to be honest. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just assuming. Acute hemolacria can occur in fertile women and seems to be induced by hormones. Similarly, similarly, (laughs) (laughs) what happens in endometriosis? So, back to Twinkle. In the absence of a medical explanation for her condition, some religious explorations have been posed. It was suggested that she could have also had an unknown disease, but more sceptical views hypothesised that it might be explained by the Munchausen syndrome by proxy, Mm. where her mother, seemingly the only one to witness her bleeding actually starting, was fabricating the story and somehow inducing the effect on the girl. So there was this um, Indian author and like news reporter gentleman and i just can't even say his name which is sanal Adamakaru. right <laughs> and he um is kind of famous for like debunking things and being like a bit of a skeptic and right. he observed in 2010 that the pattern seemed to match her menstrual cycle and believed that she was faking the symptoms mm. so this was obviously 10 years ago, and I do have a little bit of an update. Right. Um, but what do you think? Do you think that it was real? Do you think that it was Munchausen's? Like, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I've not heard anything since from this girl. And it never did a follow-up on... Did they do a follow-up documentary? No. I don't know. It, it seems strange that the mother is the only one who ever witnessed it. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, if there was... If it's as common as her just simply excreting this blood at random times throughout the day that you can't control. Surely it would have happened when she's just in a shop or around at a friend's house or whatever the case may be. But just because it's the mum who sees it makes me really, really sceptical. I remember when I first watched it that... I remember there would be like a scene on the the, um, documentary where it like zoomed in really close on her face right i'm pretty sure you can still find pictures of this on the internet but her her bleeding from the eyes was probably like the most kind of 
scary in a sense, like the most graphic, mm. because if somebody was bleeding from like the forehead or something like that, you would be like, oh no, this person's got a cut. Yeah. But because she was literally bleeding from her eyes, it was almost quite like something you find in a horror movie type thing. Yeah. Um, but when it like looked, when you looked at it, it wasn't in her eyes. It was like just underneath, like right. kind of like where her lash line was. Yeah. And it and it looked like it had been like painted on, and I always remember looking at it and thinking that's fake. The thing is, is that bleeding through pores. I don't think that's. I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if is that uncommon because you can get really bad sort of hematomas under I, your skin. I think you can. Yeah, I think I think you can, but I don't. I don't know about this specific situation. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? So a little bit of an update. The doctor spoke with Twinkle separately at the time, and it seems as though her her life at the time was a little bit challenging. Um, I think money problems in the family, right. and she was one of four children, and she was a young girl, and I think she was maybe going through a little bit of a challenging time. Mm-hmm. And it looks as though she faked it for attention. Right. Um, I couldn't find anything as like a major kind of like 10 year update or anything like that um if this was real twinkle would be a 24 year old mm-hmm. now so she would be probably living like a normal 24 year old life but her life would be seriously inhibited by the fact that she couldn't stop crying blood 50 times a day you would she, hear about it you would be yeah, it'd yeah. Be all over the media wouldn't it so personally for me i think that it was for attention mm-hmm. I don't think her mum... Oops. I don't think that her mum actually did it to her. Yeah. But I think that her mum saw it as an opportunity to make money out of it. Yeah. It sounds that way, doesn't it? It's all it's all far too convenient for, for it to be true. Right, so I'm going to tell you my story now. Okay. Um, it's a little bit... It's not as tidy as yours, but hopefully we'll make it to some point. <laughs> I just point. Felt, I felt like mine was a little bit dark, though. It's fine. It's... I'm basically calling somebody out to say that they're not telling them the truth. Well, maybe this might pick some people up. So it's about a chap called Uran Rakwa. I apologise to anybody who knows how to pronounce that correctly, but <laughs> he is a chap from India. Um, it doesn't specify exactly where in India. Mm, but However, from India. But he is... Well, he claims to have magnetic powers. I've heard of this guy. So, he, um, there's a picture, and we'll upload it to some sort of social format, I'm sure, where there is a chap holding a plate and, and putting spoons onto this man's chest. Um, <laughs> what? So, he, he claims to be a, a magnetic uh, person. He says that he, the first time that he'd noticed that he was a magnetic person is that when he was trying to build a shed... And the nails were sticking to his fingers. Um, so that's what he was claiming. Okay. So there is a long article about his specific case, but I I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that it wasn't the first time I'd heard about this particular type of thing happening in the past. I'm going to say, there's definitely more than one case, right? So I went onto Wikipedia, as every did. good uh, research does. Investigative journalists yeah. utilising Wikipedia. So there's a thing called human magnetism. Uh-huh. Human magnetism is a popular name for an alleged ability for some people to attract objects to their skin. Um, so it goes into massive amounts of details, but the basic uh, premise is that some people have claimed to be um, able to stick to glass 
porcelain, wood, plastic, um, brass, aluminium, magnesium. Um, but basically science says that this isn't correct. So can I just interrupt you purely because do you know that video of that guy who climbs up that stone brick? Oh, right, the he, guy who, like, just... He, he's definitely magnetic to stone because he, <laughs> there's no way that he can climb up that. It's it's vertical, like... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, basically, what they've come to the conclusion of is that there's a few different things that factor into these people's ability to stick to things. So they have um, unusually sticky skin. That's about as technical as it gets on Wikipedia. All right, that's some Peter um, Parker stuff. So they're able to... I, I don't know whether it's sweat or whether it's the texture of their skin, but they, they have this ability to, to be clammy, I guess, and, and sort of stick to things a lot easier than the average human. Um, they also say that in all of the evidence that they have seen, the individual was um, sort of bare, so they had been shaved or they were bare skin. There was no hair involved okay. um, in, in the process. And the person was always sometimes um leaning back which would what? not <laughs> always so, sometimes leaning back yeah, I, did, I didn't say that i didn't say that correctly but they're, they're basically leaning back into the photo so if they're sticking spoons to the chest so what they're saying it's like a so, balance thing <laughs> so they're just propping it on them they're just leaning back so basically they're saying if this person was magnetic they would never have to lean back because they could the lean magnetism, forward and it could hang off them yeah the magnetism would help true so there's been sort of debunked many many different times but as i said earlier this i was certain that there wasn't it wasn't the only time i'd ever read about this so there's been a few cases um around the world some of them have been very very um popular popular uh, so there's i'm so sorry if i'm butchering any of these names ariel relawanu from romania also known as mr magnet is said to be the world's strongest magnet apparently um, <laughs> okay, I think the world's strongest magnet would beg to differ, would but be okay. A magnet. Yeah, be an actual <laughs> magnet. Um, Itabar Iklev, yep, yep, from Georgia, who has a Guinness World Record for holding the most amount of spoons on a human body. I, I think that I can balance him one on my nose. But... And Mr. Magnet should like have a magnet off. Yeah, and, and sort of have a showdown. Can and you actually balance a spoon on your nose? Yeah, I can balance a spoon on my nose. I can't. Have you never tried it before? All no, I've tried it. I can't do it. It's to sort of put condensate. This is what I mean about the sort of sweat thing. So you put condensation onto the spoon. Yeah. And then it sticks to your nose. Hmm. So I assume they're doing something quite similar. Um, and then there's been Ivan Stolovarac. Again, sorry if I'm butchering these. A boy from Croatia. Um, Lido Lin. Um, also wait, wait, known... wait, what can the Croatian boy do? Is he that's, magnet that's as well? It. That's about his just said his name. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> My research is always very patchy. Um, Lee Tho Lin, uh, also known as Mr. Magnetic Man. Um, that's about as detailed as that one goes into. Um, and then there's Dilibor Jalbalavisic. Excellent. Yep. Um, from Serbia. But I'm a little bit confused as well because... Um, he also has the Guinness World Record for holding the most amount of spoons on a human face. Similar but the other, one the, f- was, the other one was body. Mm. Ah, yes yeah. it was. Ah, right, so, so one guy's got it for face yeah. and one guy's got it for body. They, they could sort of combine forces somehow. So anyway, the, it's basically being debunked that this is, this is a real thing. However, it's still a, a massive... 
extraordinary story to me. There's literally on the Wikipedia page a photograph of a man with a hammer stuck to his forehead. Right. So I've never right. I've never seen that picture before, but you can't see his hand either. No, this this is true. <laughs> but if if he is, he's not leaning back. He's not. He also looks like somebody's hit him with it. We'll upload this photo, as I said, to any social uh, places. But he looks like he's been hit in the face with a hammer. You can't see his hands, so you don't know whether or not his hands are actually holding the hammer. But I think. But if he is balancing that, that the hammer's quite heavy. Yeah, if he's actually sticking that to his head, it is quite that's impressive. Quite, that's quite impressive. That's but we don't know whether or not that is an actual hammer. Hmm. We don't know whether or not that's just some bit of plastic, maybe. Um, it's still got the sort of ticket on it for some reason. But yeah, that's human magnetism. Interesting. It's about as interesting as it gets. For human magnetism, it has been debunked and shown to be false. But I guess it's a good party trick to have up your sleeve. I you... would be interested in looking into... Like you were saying, like people were like sticky to ceramic and sticky to glass, yeah, not just be... metal. If you were able to stick to glass, you'd be able to be like a really good window <laughs> sort of worker. I don't know what the technical term is for. What you wouldn't you wouldn't need a safety harness? So you wouldn't need one of those suction cup things to hold the glass. You just hold it with your hands, <laughs> like uh, the cat out of Shrek. Oh yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that so, was yeah, interesting. That was magnetism. I'm sorry it wasn't so detailed and so long as yours, but... No, it was good, though. Interesting. So that's the end of the episode. If you want to drop us an email with any suggestions or any thoughts that you might have, it is peopleastrangepod at outlook.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at peoplearestrangepod. Uh, we couldn't use People Strange because that was taken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode and I am sure that we'll just get better and... <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> the cat's just literally bit Paul. <laughs> okay, it's definitely time for us to go. Yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Bye! Bye.